In the name of Jesus Christ, who himself bore the great cross for your salvation and calls on you to take up your own cross, deny yourself as you follow him. Grace and peace be with you all in his saving name. Have you ever felt like the whole world was against you? And maybe you were having such a bad day that it didn't just feel like the whole world was against you, it felt like God was against you. Maybe you felt like the man who was talking to his pastor, telling the story of his history, of his life, and all the hard things that had happened to him over the course of his life, and then said, I wish God would just cut me a break. When's the last time you had a day like that? Well, if you've ever had that feeling, you're not alone. The Bible's full of examples of believers who went through similar things. Think of the prophet Elijah. Yeah, the great prophet Elijah. You know, the one that went to heaven in the whirlwind without ever dying. The one who called down fire from heaven. Well, in the Bible, we find Elijah at one moment hiding in a cave by himself. And this just shortly after calling down fire from heaven. God asks him, Elijah, why are you here? Elijah says, I'm done. I'm the last believer alive, and now the queen Jezebel wants to kill me too. Lord, take my life. Or think of the great apostle Paul. In his second letter to the Corinthians, he tells them that when they were in Asia, they were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Ugh. I suppose we could also add many other Christians throughout the history of Christianity. And this morning, we would add the prophet Jeremiah. I don't know how much you know about the prophet Jeremiah, as I mentioned earlier. We believe he was probably called into the ministry when he was only 13 years old. Now, how many 13-year-olds do we have here today? Do we have any 13-year-olds? Oh, yeah, my daughter's 13. Stryker's 13. All right. So imagine these 13-year-olds being called into the ministry by Almighty God. What would their first reaction be? Well, I can't do that. And that was Jeremiah's reaction. God said, don't say that. Before you were born, I knew you. I chose you. I selected you specifically, Jeremiah, for this work. And don't say you're too young to speak because I will give you the words to speak, Jeremiah. Furthermore, the Lord also told Jeremiah twice in chapter 1, I am with you to deliver you. Jeremiah had everything he needed to carry out his ministry. The Lord says he's with him, promises he'll be with them. Even though the people wouldn't want to listen to Jeremiah, still he had to go. He had to go and tell the people of Jerusalem and Judah that God is done with them. His patience was over. In chapter 15, verse 6, he says, I am weary of relenting. Another translation said, I'm weary. I'm worn out of showing compassion to these people. The people had rejected the Lord 
and were worshiping other gods. The priests who served in the temple didn't even know who the Lord was. They were unbelievers. The prophets who brought messages didn't prophesy by the name of the Lord, but they prophesied in the name of Baal, a made-up God. And now God says, send them out of my sight. God is done with them. These were the times in which Jeremiah lived. The Lord called Jeremiah to warn the people about the impending judgment that was coming on them. Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonian army would soon invade, destroying Jerusalem and leveling the temple. And the people needed to hear this warning because the destruction was coming, whether they wanted to accept it or not. The Lord hoped that some would repent and look to the Lord for deliverance. But they refused to listen, just as the Lord had warned Jeremiah. Not only did they refuse to listen, but they hated Jeremiah because of his message. That's the ministry of the prophet Jeremiah. And of all the prophets we have in the Old Testament, Jeremiah is probably one of the most honest. He's straightforward with us. He opens his heart and he shows you what's going on inside of him. He tells you what he's thinking and what he's feeling. And we hear that in our sermon text this morning from Jeremiah 15. We'll hear Jeremiah's thoughts and his feelings as we consider how the Lord delivers. Listen now to the God-breathed words of Jeremiah 15, verses 15 through 21. 15 through 18 as we read it, those are the words and thoughts of Jeremiah. And then 19 through 21, we'll hear the Lord's response. We begin in 15. O Lord... You know, remember me and visit me and take vengeance for me on my persecutors. In your forbearance, take me not away. Know that for your sake, I bear reproach. Your words were found and I ate them. And your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart. For I'm called by your name, O Lord, God of hosts. I did not sit in the company of revelers, nor did I rejoice. I sat alone, because your hand was upon me, for you had filled me with indignation. Why is my pain unceasing, my wound incurable, refusing to be healed? Will you be to me like a deceitful brook, like waters that fail? Therefore, thus says the Lord, if you return, I will restore you, and you shall stand before me. If you utter what is precious and not what is worthless, you shall be as my mouth. They shall turn to you, but you shall not turn to them. And I will make you to this people a fortified wall of bronze. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail over you. For I am with you to save you and deliver you, declares the Lord. I will deliver you out of the hand of the wicked and redeem you from the grasp of of the ruthless. So far, God's word. Even so, let us pray for his blessing. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, our hearts, be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen.
So as we consider the theme, the Lord delivers, if you look at our text, who does Jeremiah need to be delivered from? Well, the first group is probably pretty easy. After all, the beginning of verse, or middle of verse 15, he talks about his persecutors, those who are giving him physical and emotional trouble as they persecute him. He's suffering specifically because he's bringing God's word to Jerusalem, and they hate him for it. At the end of verse 15, he tells God, know that for your sake, I bear reproach. But Jeremiah is looking for more deliverance than just from his persecutors. I don't know if you picked it up in our text. I'd have you take a look at it again. Look at 15 to 18. And see if you can pick up who Jeremiah is saying he needs to be delivered from on top of his persecutors. I'll give you a minute. Okay. Did you figure it out? Look at verse 17. I sat alone because your hand was upon me and you had filled me with indignation. Verse 18, why is my pain unceasing, my wound incurable, refusing to be healed? Will you, God, will you be to me like a deceitful brook, like waters that fail? Jeremiah is not only asking for deliverance from his enemies, who else is he asking for deliverance from? It's God. He feels like God is pressing down on him. Like his hand is weighing on Jeremiah so much that Jeremiah can't take it anymore. He says, when are you just going to give me some relief? Or as that man said to his pastor, when are you going to cut me some slack, God? But is that true? Did Jeremiah need to be delivered from the Lord? Do believers ever need to be delivered from the Lord? I hope you all know the answer to that is no. We need to be delivered by the Lord, not from the Lord. In reality, Jeremiah needs to be delivered from himself. Again, Remember what God had told Jeremiah when he called him into the ministry. Twice in chapter 1, he says, I am with you to deliver you. What more could God do to assure Jeremiah that he was on his side? And yet, what does Jeremiah say at the end of his complaint in verse 18? Will you be to me like a deceitful brook, like waters that fail? We have a bit of a hot weekend this weekend. If you're doing outside yard work or any kind of physical labor outside in the heat, you know how good that glass of water is when you come inside. It's refreshing, it cools, it helps you lift your spirits. Jeremiah was exhausted. 
He was enduring the heat of persecution. He felt like he was trapped between the people of Jeremiah, Jerusalem who hated him and a God who was waiting to punish them. He felt like God was deceiving him and refusing to refresh him. This is the cross that can come with following Jesus. A cross that involves denying self, which what Jeremiah is really struggling with. A cross that involves suffering and rejection, just as our Lord suffered and was rejected himself. Jeremiah was struggling to deny himself, to take up that cross and follow the Lord. As you think about Jeremiah, though, you should think about yourself as well, because there's a lot of parallels, even from the verses in front of us. Just as God chose Jeremiah, God chose you. He knew you before you were born, just like he knew Jeremiah before he was born. Just as Jeremiah says, I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts, you are called by the name of the triune God, that name that was placed on you when you were baptized. And if, like Jeremiah, you open your mouth to speak the truth of God's word to others, you can expect that same heavy cross that Jeremiah bore, that Elijah bore, and that the apostle Paul bore. Now, the world doesn't mind Christians who keep their mouths shut. In fact, they're their favorite Christians. Christians who keep their mouths shut and don't talk about sin, don't talk about the reality of hell or the judgment day that's coming on this earth, or that Jesus is the only way of being saved from the coming judgment, if Christians keep silence about that, the world will love you. But the moment you open your mouth like Jeremiah or Elijah or the Apostle Paul to share God's word and specifically his warnings about sin and judgment, then we should expect nothing different than what Jeremiah experienced. And as persecutions come on us, as friends and family despise and forsake us like Jeremiah, it may feel like the Lord himself is against us. But again, was that true? Did God ever really forsake Jeremiah? No. The Lord was with him. And the Lord is with you. The Lord delivers. And listen how he delivered Jeremiah. He didn't do it with a miracle, but he did it with his word. First of all, he addresses Jeremiah directly in verse 19. If you return, I will restore you, and you shall stand before me. If you utter what is precious and not what is worthless, you shall be as my mouth. Does that seem a little strange, that God would call Jeremiah to repentance? Shouldn't God, quote-unquote, cut Jeremiah a little slack? Jeremiah did need to repent. He had spoken some worthless things when he claimed that God was pressing down on him and that the Lord was like a deceitful brook and waters that fail. When you find yourself having a pity party for yourself, like Jeremiah or the prophet Elijah thinking, woe is me, God is against me, 
Go back to this verse. And ask yourself whether you need to repent. Have we doubted the Lord and ignored his promises? Have we spoken worthless things about the Lord's care? And in repentance, return to the Lord's precious promises to deliver you. Jeremiah had no reason to think that God was against him. Multiple times, God had assured Jeremiah, I'm with you. God's done the same for you. He's already shown he is with you in the clearest possible way. He gave you Emmanuel, who is God with us. Unlike Jeremiah, Jesus never uttered anything worthless. Jesus always spoke of sin and judgment and love. And because of what Jesus said, he too was despised and rejected by his own. And while the hand of God really wasn't against Jeremiah, what about Jesus? The hand of God really was against him. As God punished his son for all the worthless things we have uttered, While Jeremiah speaks of isolation, he didn't know the isolation that Jesus knew. The isolation and indignation of the cross as Jesus bears the sin of the world. While the Father delivered Jeremiah, he did not deliver his son from his persecutors nor from the cross, but God delivered Jesus up for us all. And in raising Jesus from the dead, God has assured you that all is well. You are forgiven. You have been reconciled unto God. And the risen Lord says to you, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Indeed, the Lord delivers. He says to Jeremiah, I will make you to this people a fortified wall of bronze, They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail over you. For I am with you to save you and deliver you, declares the Lord. I will deliver you out of the hand of the wicked and redeem you from the grasp of the ruthless. Jeremiah's ministry was about 40 years long. The Lord delivered him. The Lord provided him strength and salvation. Not that things got any easier. Jeremiah is called the weeping prophet as he weeps over everything he had to say and what he saw. Eventually, Jeremiah would be forced to go to Egypt, and there, tradition has it, he's stoned to death by his own people who hated what he said. Does that sound like deliverance to you? It was to Jeremiah. He was given the ultimate deliverance as the Lord took him to heaven where the weeping prophet would weep no more. The Lord delivers. Jesus said in our gospel lesson that just like Jeremiah, he has made you a fortified wall of bronze. He says not even the gates of hell can prevail against his church. And the Lord has promised to save you and deliver you, even if it's not in this life. He has promised to save you eternally, like Jeremiah or Stephen, who was stoned to death for their confession. 
God received them into eternal glory while there would be no more death or pain or sorrow. This is the eternal deliverance God has given you. The Lord delivers strength and salvation. He's done it this morning as you've heard his word. He'll do it again as he feeds you with his body and his blood, assuring you that he is with you to save you and to strengthen you. He does it through the fellowship of the church as we are together to encourage one another, as the writer to the Hebrews says, and all the more as you see the day of judgment approaching. So have you had a day like Jeremiah? where you felt like the world and even God was against you? Learn from this text. And learn from all of Scripture. Learn to deny yourself, repent of your sin, take up your cross, and follow Jesus. As he strengthens you and he saves you, confident with Jeremiah that the Lord delivers. Amen. And now may that peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.